a frustrating weekend for the Hoosiers all around this weekend as the football team effectively has their bowl chances ended with a loss at Maryland despite a strong offensive performance. And then the soccer team on Sunday loses to Maryland uh, to not win the Big Ten title for the first time in four years, I believe. So we have a lot to recover or recap as we look at a weekend full of action. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, November 1st. Hope you all had a fun Halloween weekend. Uh, this is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletic News. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. As I said, we have both football and soccer to recap this weekend. Both teams played Maryland. Both teams lost over the weekend with different, still big ramifications with both losses. Both were frustrating for diff- different reasons uh, because the Hoosiers could have and maybe should have won both games. So we're going to start on the gridiron. Before we do that, as always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you guys listen to your podcasts at. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. For those that missed the football game this weekend, it was a frustrating one because it was an entirely different script than the one that had been written most of the season. The Hoosiers fall at Maryland at College Park, 38-35. Yes, the football team put up 35 points on Saturday. Uh, that They had only put up 22 uh, over the last month, basically. Uh, the Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State games combined 22 points. They scored 35 on Saturday, despite playing a fourth string true freshman at quarterback. Uh, they, they, the offense did their part, but it was another frustrating performance by the defense, this time against a much, much weaker opponent that effectively ends their chances at a bowl game. They fall to two and six overall, 0 and five in the Big Ten. They have to win their final four games to make a bowl game, but that includes a matchup at the Big House against Top 10 Michigan on Saturday. So barring the biggest win in some time for this Hoosier program, uh, the bowl chances certainly feel dead on arrival at this point. But let's talk about this game because there are some notable takeaways from it. And really, I think you have to start first with Donovan McCauley, who showed why so many people believed he was the future of this program. Uh, He, it was Rocky. It wasn't always pretty. Uh, He made some freshman mistakes. Uh, You would expect that he made far more big plays than I would have anticipated though. And it has you optimistic about what is to come. Uh, He finishes the day 14 of 25, 242 yards, two touchdowns. Ran the ball 11 times for 28 yards. Uh, He lost 24 yards on 
sacks. So he, he netted four yards. Um, but a lot of those were, as I said, sacks. Um, but he showed, he showed more promise at quarterback than I think anybody else has for in a Hoosier uniform this season. Uh, Penix, obviously injuries held him back. Tuttle, I would say a lot more problems came with what was surrounding him, offensive line, things of that nature, though he looked decent. I mean, he, he led that opening drive against Ohio State. But when it came to McCauley, you could see the athleticism was there. You could see why uh, he was such a big recruit and why they had such, like I said, they had such high hopes for him and they kind of see him as the future of this program. The future is now, apparently, or not apparently, but uh, unfortunately, I should say. The future is now. Donovan McCauley is here. I would venture to say he's going to start the remainder of the season. If they're going to have to burn a red shirt, you might as well maximize how much uh, experience he can get. And I would say at this point, he will probably start the rest of the season. Uh, I would certainly be surprised if he didn't. But he has um, some big play potential that the Hoosiers haven't had this season at quarterback. He had the big throw late in the game to Ty Freifogel that gave the Hoosiers a chance late. Uh, we saw a couple weeks ago against Michigan State, it was the defense making plays that gave the team a chance late when it seemed like all was dead in the water. Uh, it, all, it seemed like all was dead in the water after Maryland's score uh, or field goal late. And then immediately IU goes down. McCauley hits Freifogel for a 52-yard gain and then throws a great pass to Hinder or he throws the touchdown to Hendershot. The great pass was the two-point conversion earlier to Hendershot. Uh, nonetheless, though, uh, it was a strong finish, I thought, to McCauley's day. Uh, he like I said, he looked rocky at times, especially early on. You could definitely sense that he got more comfortable as the game went, which you would expect. And uh, he provides a dynamic as well with his ability to run the ball that the Hoosiers haven't had. He still needs to fine-tune it, uh, we'll say, because there were certain plays where it looked like he could have busted one open and he made the wrong cut. There were also times where he was leaving the pocket a little too early though you could hardly blame him with how much pressure he was kind of constantly under, and that's been a reoccurring case for the Hoosiers all season. But I came away from that game really impressed with Donovan McCauley and what that means for the future for the Hoosiers. Uh, and as a result, it feels like this offense has a pulse for the first time in a while. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the key plays as well, tie them to these takeaways. Uh, as we uh, move forward here into our second segment. First, though, I want to mention prize picks. You guys probably should stop taking betting advice from me for a while. I've taken the under the last two weeks. I was not anticipating consistent no-shows from the IU defense. Uh, lesson learned. But prize picks is our... Uh, leader in daily fantasy college sports. Didn't get a chance to look this weekend to see uh, what was available there, but if you guys did, perhaps you took some overs on Donovan McCauley because I can't imagine his uh, props were very high, and I hope you guys made some bank on there. For those that don't know, 
Prize Picks offers more props for college players across the Power Five conference and mid majors than anyone else. Um, they offer everything from touchdowns, passing yards, um, receptions, interceptions thrown, receiving yards, rushing, everything you could think of. You simply pick two to five props, select the over-under, and win up to 10 times your entry. Uh, all users that deposit and use promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to the App Store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. As I said, it feels like this offense has a little bit of a pulse now after this week. Um, and I want to give a little bit of credit to Nick Sheridan because I thought at times he he had some really great play designs that took advantage of McCauley's ability to get out of the pocket, to move, to be a threat running the ball. Uh, specifically, I remember one where it was a play-action handoff to Carr. McCauley uh, faked like he was going to run the ball, stops, and Carr is wide open in the flat. And honestly, if McCauley leads him on that play correctly, it's probably a touchdown. He threw it a little behind him. Carr still gets the reception and a first down. But it's stuff like that that I thought they took advantage of. Speaking of Carr, that that's one of the key plays I want to talk about is his 66-yard touchdown. Huge explosive play that the Hoosiers have lacked all season. Uh, not just all season. It's been a long time since the Hoosiers have had a play like that. Looking back on it, it came at a at a vital time uh, because the Hoosiers were fighting and clawing their way back into that game, and they get this big touchdown to uh, to take the lead briefly, 17-14 after that 66-yard touchdown. And if you look back on it, it, it wasn't a particularly well-blocked play. It looked like it was supposed to get to the edge, and the Hoosiers got beat badly on the edge. But Carr finds a cutback, and Maryland's linebackers over-pursued, trying to get to the edge. He made one guy miss, and then he had enough speed to uh, beat everybody to the end zone. Uh, the commentator, as he kind of broke into the open field, said he'll be caught, and that was my thought. But he had just enough speed to keep those guys uh, more than arm's length away to score. It's been a while since Indiana's had an explosive play. The last big one they had was the touchdown in the Idaho game from Tuttle to A.J. Barner, that 76-yard touchdown that I believe went through a defender's hands. That was in garbage time, though. The last time they had one that wasn't in garbage time was the Ohio State game last year. Uh, Pennix and Freifogel connecting a couple times for some big touchdowns. Uh, there was a big 63-yard one early on. Uh, but if you want if you want to get real wild, the last time Indiana had a rushing touchdown as long as uh, the 66-yard one on Saturday, I went back and looked through every game. I knew there was kind of a hard out. I rem I think everybody remembers the Xander Diamant game, 2015 against Ohio State, that 80-yard touchdown. I knew that one was kind of a, a decent stopping point. I didn't imagine it, it would get that far back before I found one. I, it nearly did. The last time India had a rushing touchdown this long, Divine Redding had a 66-yard touchdown against Rutgers uh, October 17th, 2015. 
that was in the game that's more known for the Hoosiers' incredible collapse. Um, they were up big in this one and absolutely gave it away. 52-27 lead late in the third quarter and give it all away and lose 55-52. But that game featured Divine Redding uh, busting one open to put them up 52-27. That was only two weeks after that Xander Diamant run. So I didn't expect to have to go back that far, but it's been almost exactly six years since Indiana's last big run like that. They need more of that, maybe not 66 yards, but they need more explosive plays in general. Between that, the big pass to Ty Freifogel, um, encouraging signs. The other play I want to mention, though, uh, is not a good play. Uh, it's back in the uh, first half where IU has just blocked a punt. And I'm sure all of you immediately know where I'm going with this. Uh, they've just blocked a punt early in the second quarter, and they take over the ball at the 13-yard line. The first play is a sack, which McCauley really had no hope of doing anything on. It almost looked like they were potentially setting up a screen because everybody got through through the line so quickly, but uh, McCauley goes down right away. It's the next play that just kind of boggles my mind because I gave Sheridan credit for some of his play calling. I thought they went to the well too much when trying to uh, run the ball with McCauley on some of these design draws because second and 18, you're at the 21-yard line. Uh, you can still, like, it's still manageable. Um, and they go for a QB draw that gains one yard. The ensuing unsportsmanlike penalty was absolute garbage. Um, it's kind of one of those letter of the law versus kind of the nature of it. Yeah, the lineman helped him up off the pile or moved him, but I don't think that was the reason that they made that rule. So I would. it seemed like some discretion could be chosen there. I didn't think that refereeing crew was particularly great, especially because they kept getting the numbers wrong for IU and were calling fouls on guys who weren't even with the team, or penalties, I should say, with guys who weren't even with the team. But nonetheless, that play goes for one yard. Even without the penalty, you'd be looking at a third and 17, which then you're only playing for a field goal, but... Um, it just felt like too conservative given the situation. IU had all the momentum and to go with a draw right there kind of killed that momentum. IU still got the or got 11 yards on the third down play, set up a 42-yard field goal that was barely no good. And so you start to drive at the 13-yard line and you get no points and that one was a backbreaker. But as I said, the offense got better as the day went on, I thought. They looked a little more alive. They had the stretch in the second quarter where they looked really good. That's reason for optimism, uh, and that's reason for belief in Donovan McCauley. The last takeaway I had, I'll just touch on it briefly. Um, I don't know what's happened to the defense. It, it was it was a calling card for this team. It's what they relied upon so much early in the season. It kept them in so many games. Uh, it they dominated that Cincinnati game and Cincinnati looks bound for the college football playoff. Um, they handled Penn state. They absolutely handled Michigan state. And you saw 
uh, this weekend with them, with the comeback win over Michigan. Um, and I just don't understand what's happened to them in the last couple of weeks. On Saturday, they got absolutely diced up by Tagovailoa. Uh, he throws for 419 yards and two touchdowns. They bottled up the run really well, 79 yards rushing, but they could do nothing against the pass. I understand they didn't have Taiwan Mullen for much of the game. They didn't have Reese Taylor for any of the game. Uh, Taiwan Mullen's injury continues to be really frustrating uh, just because, as we talked about last week, it's a muscular thing that he can't get on the field. It's just frustrating for him to not be able to get on the field more than anything else. But I don't know what's happened to this defense, but if they play anywhere close to the level they did against the Cincinnati's, even for most of that Iowa game, Penn State, uh, Michigan State, this is a win, and this is a big win. The defense, I don't want to say let them down, but I guess in a sense it did. It's just a tough pill to swallow because the defense was was there and gave IU so many chances early in the season, and now that the offense comes alive in one game, they can't do enough to hang on to that victory. So they deserve – maybe this is uh, – Turnabout being fair play, and after so many times of keeping them in the game, they had one slip, but uh, it was frustrating that this is the way they lost. I don't know what to make of the defense moving forward. I, not having Mullen or Reese Taylor, two of your top three, maybe your top two center back or cornerbacks, uh, that hurts, and it puts out puts guys like Noah Pierre out there who had a couple penalties on the day. It's moving guys up into situations that they generally wouldn't be playing in. And like I said, it, it it hurt. You really needed the defense to step up because you really, really, really needed this win. But ultimately, they couldn't get it done. I'm not too upset with them because the offense let them down through most of this season. Um, but it was a frustrating way for this one to end on Saturday. We're going to talk more about the football team tomorrow and we're going to kind of switch things up a bit because with basketball starting starting up, uh, we're going to transition more to that, especially as the football team looks like they're going to have a pretty lifeless final month of the season. Uh, we'll talk more about that into the show and into next week, but we have a soccer game that was equally important and equally frustrating on Sunday. What isn't frustrating is Built Bar, though, which is the best tasting protein bar ever. As you're listening to this, I should have gotten my order of blueberry muffin and cookies and cream bars. Excited to try them out. If you haven't tried out Built Bar, you are missing out. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, hard to even eat, and Built Bar is nothing like that. They are one, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. It tastes like a candy bar you're biting into. It's not because they're they're low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, high in protein. Has all the healthy benefits of a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. They have all kinds of flavors right now: coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, cookies and cream, double chocolate, cherry barcia. They have some limited time flavors. I mentioned the blueberry muffin that I ordered. Head on over to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. 
That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Mention that the soccer team also had a big game on Sunday, also against Maryland, also on the road, also came away with a frustrating loss. I miscalculated on Friday when I talked about the kind of Big Ten standings. I thought Penn State had played all their games. They had not. They played as well on Sunday simultaneously with Maryland and Indiana. And because Penn State won, Penn State's your Big Ten champions. I thought this was a winner-takes-all game for Maryland and IU. That was my fault. I I didn't look at the standings close enough. It was still a really exciting day because Maryland still could have won the Big Ten. There were three teams that uh, realistically could have won the Big Ten on Sunday. Made it fun to keep up with, but the result was not fun. Maryland wins 2-0, both goals coming in the second half. IU had all the chances in the first half. Really should have went into the locker room ahead. At least one goal, probably two. Sam Sarver gets played through by Bezerra. Uh, He's one-on-one with the keeper, has it saved for a corner that he probably needs to finish. The biggest chance of the day, though, for the Hoosiers was Herbert Endley. He also gets played through. He rounds the keeper, but his shot is cleared off the line. You hate to criticize him in that moment, but he rounds the keeper. There's only two defenders there, and he just kind of shoots it directly at one of the fender, the defenders it felt like. Uh, I know, I mean, I'm obviously not a soccer player. It's easy to sit here at my TV eating pizza to criticize, but it was a frustrating half that they didn't come away with a goal. You worried that it wouldn't bite them. It did because Maryland regrouped at halftime, came out, and thoroughly dominated the second half. They get a goal off a corner kick uh, for what would have been a feel-good story if it was not the Hoosiers he was beating. It was a defender that came on for really his first start of the season, first real action of the season. Maryland entirely switched around their formation, threw the Hoosiers off a little bit, and that player that they bring on <laughs> scores, and uh, the Hoosiers fall behind. They looked a little rattled, gave away a penalty that Celentano saved, but about two minutes later, uh, the Terrapins score again, and that was that. IU eventually responded decently, got more aggressive, not after that first half. half had a couple shots but none of them were particularly dangerous the goal off that corner kick ends a seven game clean sheet run for the Hoosiers they had went 725 minutes without conceding remarkable defense that's what got the Hoosiers to the national title game last season Um, it the offense couldn't convert enough in that first half if they score a goal or two Maybe it's an entirely different story. Um, But nonetheless, the Hoosiers, because of the loss, because of the Penn State win, they're going to go into the Big Ten tournament as a third seed. Um, Penn State, as I said, won the conference. Maryland is your two seed. IU is your three seed. IU will face Wisconsin, the sixth seed. Uh, The date has not been set yet. I would expect it to be at the end of this week, um, right early in the weekend maybe. Those two teams played – Last week, and that was the game the Hoosiers won 1-0. 
in double overtime late, late, late in the game. Tommy Mahalik slammed home the header to win the game in Bloomington. So a tough opponent the Hoosiers are going to have if if they win that game would set up a potential game against Maryland. Those two teams are very much rivals in men's soccer. Uh, very, I would still argue the two best programs in the Big Ten for soccer, even with Penn State winning this season. Uh, Maryland and IU just kind of nationally have a lot more success, especially in recent years. So potential another game against those two. We've talked in the past. IU has lost to them multiple times in the regular season and bounced back and won in the tournament. Um, And it'd be nice to see it happen again this year. A little bit of maybe a wake-up call heading into the tournament for the Hoosiers. Still have a lot of faith in this team. Spencer Glass looks uh, back to his true form. He worked his way back after the injury last season. Bezerra's looked sharper and sharper as the seasons went on. You have guys like Indeli, Sarver, and Mahalik that have all contributed uh, throughout the season. Daniel Muni, who we probably don't talk about as much as we should, one of the best center backs in college soccer this season. So uh, a ton of talent on the field. And then when you have Roman Celentano uh, as your goalkeeper, you're going to have a chance just about any game, probably the best goalkeeper in the nation uh, this season. So IU still has plenty of opportunity in the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament, but a frustrating loss on Sunday means they do not win the Big Ten regular season trophy for the first time in a long time. So we'll get back at it. We might bring on Tristan Jackson this week to talk about the Hoosiers. He came on before the season to talk. He's the IDS men's soccer beat writer. Uh, Might bring him on this week to talk the Big Ten tournament. We might wait until the NCAA tournament is about to get underway. We'll figure that out. We should have Jared back on this week to talk about soccer, talk about men's basketball. As I said, we're going to start kind of previewing the men's basketball season. They had one of their secret scrimmages this weekend. Um, They have their actual games coming up in about a week's time now. So time to get excited about men's basketball. Time to get excited about women's basketball. It's almost basketball season. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow to talk some football and basketball, maybe some soccer. Now for your second listen, head on over to the Locked On Big Ten podcast with Nate Dickinson. They had an exciting week with Michigan, Michigan State we mentioned, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin drubbing Iowa. Uh, That loss for the Hoosiers at the beginning of the season looking worse and worse. Be sure to leave a rating and review if you guys haven't already. It helps us out a ton. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, do all that stuff. We appreciate the help. Uh, And most importantly, though, have a great Monday in LEO.